show. It's 3.20 in the a.m. And you can hear by my voice that I'm getting over a cold. I'm up in the middle of the night drinking tea. Um, I added some chili peppers to it. Some, you know, light. I just added some the spice. And, um, some spearmint leaves. You know, I'm sipping that right now. Um, I watched a couple movies yesterday. I mean, I, I, I'm, you know, I studied film. I don't know if I uh, mentioned that earlier in the podcast, but. Growing up, I always watched a lot of TV. And I don't think even I watch TV the way that other people do. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Um, But I had some people where the way that they watch TV, you know, I understand the way that they watch TV versus the way that I've watched TV has always been a very perspective. Um, so, but in any instance, what could I, I started this uh, podcast today because I was reflecting on, I guess you could say, um, trying to communicate the mental disposition that a person has to have to be successful. And when you have certain intelligences, um, the facts are is that for a good amount of time if for a good amount of time you know you may go through a series of wonderings questionings um, mistreatments of how people um, understand or view who, who you are, what you are. And I've consistently said, um, because through my observations, the way that I watch TV and movies, in movies, is, is for, it's like of a combined perspective. So, I watch TV 
for one for imagination purposes so in film and in movies I'm personally from the time I'm watching anything I'm purposely allowing myself to understand the creators the person who created the interpretation I'm allowing myself to understand what is happening in their imagination I've always been like that since I was a kid so when I watch TV what I do and I've always done is I keep my um, imagination close by but I don't allow it to absolutely drown the voice of what it is that's trying to be communicated and what the uh, creative's content is trying to convey if if there is an observation something that a, uh, the creators of an idea um, really feel is uh, is a value it'll be communicated in an episode in an interview it'll be communicated in a in a movie or in a film so anyway and it'll be communicated successfully so so successfully so now I watched two films yesterday and I I would say that the facts are in the two movies one of them I owned and I completely made sure that I abandoned everything I knew about the movie and I watched it again with fresh eyes. I owned it in from Blockbuster. I used to shop at the Blockbuster on Wayne State campus. And they would have deals like five for twenty and I had a movie connection that was absolutely ridiculous. Um, years ago. And I would study films. I watch them over and over over again but anyway this film I did have it um, and I watched it quite a bit but I watched it I watched it mostly for it had a moderate presentation even though I knew they were going through a very strange situation I kept watching it for how monotone like they kept uh, making it seem the tragedies that were occurring were. And so I was watching it to train my perception on acquiring uh, a calm disposition and learning how to give an answer, learning how to give answers 
and learning how to work with people who have suffered tragedies because I was working at a hospital at the time. And so the movie I'm talking about, the first film that I watched yesterday, was Little Miss Sunshine. Right. And some people might be like, well, what? I'll be honest with you. I mean, I think that the movie, like when I think about that film to this day, I think it was a... Now we know, I believe it, I do, that it was a accurate depiction of just some families. Even if, if, if you were ever to watch the movie uh, Little Miss Sunshine, in this film, you see... A house that's very well maintained. So you know efforts are being made every day to keep it together. You get the sense that uh, that the lead actress, because she's the home, because she's the wife and the homeowner. Um, is the is the main one navigating a good deal of the in-home functionality, a good deal of the communication style, a good deal of the council, and possibly trying to just maintain the the attitude of the people within the home. Now, keep in mind, these are the reasons that I watch film, right? Because I believe that there's that there's uh, consistently choices of and decisions that are constantly being made of how people choose to behave in a home, in a place of residence, versus once they leave that residence. But this is all based on why I watch films. Um. But anyway, so it's the mother. And then you have this father, he's trying to make it happen. And it's a very, this is a very solid, um, to me, classic American dream story. Oh, but of a dysfunctional family, of a very dysfunctional family. With the issues of the dysfunctionality in the family are so rooted in their history by one man that he's just lived so long that a lot of his ideology, a lot of his influence, a lot of the way that he feels about a lot of, uh, of things in, in the combination of the consciences of the other individuals within the home um, is... I mean, it's variables to, to the perspective. And so they cover, to me, the reality of intelligence is very well in uh, Little Miss Sunshine because this particular family has a significant amount of um, 
emotional intelligence. But as they go along in the film, they realize that they have a helpful nature in, they have absolutely 100% a family, a family oriented and helpful nature to go all or nothing, but they don't have an understanding of how to counsel um, the errors of judgment. It's almost as if in each instance, as things happen, it's so shocking. Um, as things happen to their family members, it's so shocking that it's, it's like they they just choose to ignore it. Ignore it. Does that make sense? And I know this right away. This is a family, technically, by DNA. You could tell what they were demonstrating in the DNA was what I had met my whole life. I have met very successful families that were structured like this. Um, But you never knew. (coughs) I mean, when you stopped by these people's house or when you were associated with these people, you never knew. I mean, the details of the family. I mean, who knows, right? But the thing is, is that in the processes, in the intelligence processes of people being human, you get an idea after a while that some people, they just have all kind of ideas about how to do life. And the family was very, what it was, was in my, in my observation, they were very expressive, but almost, um, they were being bound to a communication style in the home first, in the home first, because of some of the um, ideas that some of the other intelligent people had in their intelligence, you know, and so you have this uh, young boy who's He's, he's, he's certainly highly intelligent. He just is highly intelligent. He has an absolute plan. He's determined already everything that he needs to do to be successful. So you can see him going through a number of different strategies as a teenager to try to be successful because what he's trying to do is he can see the defects. He can see the defects from within his own family, but he's not communicating it on purpose anymore. Now in the in the age differential, the movie is about this little girl and To me, what I saw with her is very, I've I've seen this, and I think it's very girly 
automatic girly disposition that the little girl has a hundred percent you know um in the original form of her level of intelligence because in her intelligence she is watching tv so as to be inspired you know and I imagine her understanding of her absolute normalcies is what has pushed her to believe that by watching this particular, uh, watching these particular um, beauty pageant shows, that she's trying to confirm her, her beauty at her age. She's trying to confirm it. Um, and now keep in mind, she's not stupid. Because she can see exactly what's beautiful according to the standards. And I've always had respect for, for all levels of business according to the standards of, of beauty. So she can see. She knows for a fact what is beautiful and what is not by visual standards so her intelligence is not ignorant of that which is what I found very I found that to be the the, the genius of this film to me I found that to be communicating that 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 is commonly to me what some girl geniuses deal with and not necessarily knowing their structural place, not only from within the home, their structural place, uh, not, not only from within the home, but even once they leave the home. And then the perceptions according to trying to communicate what is or is not, and if that even matters to them, as individuals and early on you could look at this kid like family <coughs> excuse me um they go all in on she has she has an epiphany you know she's watching this tv she has an epiphany she has an idea they're a successful family the father is a motivational speaker. He has a certain level. Well, I would say he's motivational in connection with the work that he does, the secular work. And he certainly has a knack for words. So some of the things that he says can inspire a group to be successful on his everyday job. Um, he has a measure of success. He's not crazy in that particular regard. But he's not all... The facts are is that... It's... it's, it's certainly um, factual in connection with some people is they're not always aware of environment perceptions to environment and how it's and how that environment being nurtured and what it is that you choose to do in that environment affects your success and it's and it's almost as if I'd be watching movies to be watching what are they getting wrong? What are what do we get wrong as people? And um, 
and um watching these happenings just like watching these happening you know these things happen to people you know and um so the girl gets the opportunity and I always said because I do I've learned that this is true the intelligence the level of ingenious was there in the family you could watch displays of certain levels of uh, ingenious in a number of the family members in the movie but what you also watch consistently is their defect jump up and bite them now the one thing that the girl has that you know for a fact you can sense from the beginning of the movie all through the entire film is she has attention to detail what are the details it's almost as if her family knew who she was, but didn't know who she was. And I'll give you an example. It's like, <coughs> they knew when she said she wanted to be in the pageant, they knew right away she could do it. And it was like, and she could win. So they knew her abilities. And see, this this goes back to me about certain levels of genius, certain levels of intelligence. So they knew the components. They know the components of what makes up intelligence, the components of what makes up genius. You know, when it's inherited, you know for a certainty what is and what is not. But they knew, but they almost didn't know who there? Who who, who who the girl was? And to me, in the age differential, you're able to see all the chances that they have. The mother, to me, gets it absolutely right. I mean, her own or her whole life. I mean, she is in a way what she her level of success of trying to navigate the family was trying to. Um, establish some level of normalcy and not making the father and not making her husband's father feel so feel like he was so much of a <coughs> she was married you know obviously and, and the husband's father was was very off in his decision making he was very off <coughs> But as a, I believe as a, as a homemaker, I think that um, it's uh, common sometimes that some women try to carry the burden of, of that responsibility well because what they're trying to do is they love their husbands, you know, they love their husbands. Hey, they like having peace in their home, and they're trying to navigate the nuances of the issues of the other people. And so his father is just really he's his father is a mess. How do you, how do you get to be a mess? You know, even the father is just kind of writing it off. It's like 
It's like he was intelligent, but even he speaks about like his whole life, how he was, uh, you know, talking about all of his levels of success and intelligence, and you can see displays of his genius and things like that in the film. But you even you see after a while that <coughs> eventually what happens with him is he just decides to make uh, bad decisions, and you will see instances of that, and. What they didn't know about the daughter is the majority of her perception of who had been telling her she was beautiful her whole life. What you what you'll see is is who's been and this is to me, you know the part that in life to me is it's honest because the reality is is that I believe that in families this happens and people love their people because it's all you know right so your perspective versus your perspective view versus the worldview is it's consistently always um, as you get older it's being you be made to uh, sometimes uh, uh, see things for what they really are, and so to me, when you're the first, first of all, when you're a girl growing up, you know when you're when you're beautiful because. It's certain ways that people treat you when you're beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And and to me, growing up, I never worried about it much because it was always... My mother was excellent at communicating to me in, this, in the way that she talked to me every day. And in the way that she treated me every day, that she wasn't concerned with whether or not I was beautiful. So she wasn't treating me like you're, she she was treating me like, like I was beautiful. She could look at me and see exactly who I was. She was treating me like, I don't want you to be, her communication was always, I don't want you to be conceited. I don't want you to be, um it was a it was another it was the information of the way that I was raised it, it interpreted to me very differently. So I wasn't concerned about whether or not I was pretty. Um because I would be meeting and I knew, you know how when you enter your room, you meet people you know based on your age. You know, okay, they look like this, I look like this, they have, they have this trait, I have that trait. And because you can just see, you know your place in the world, you know, to, to a certain extent. I think when you're a kid, this is when, when you're a kid, this is when we have the job, I think, to really discern if we care about the surface stuff. So I used my adolescence i used being a kid to get that part done this is why as an adult 
I mean, the concern for for it as an adult is just not the perceptive view of it. Is the way that I demonstrated is absolutely uh, because this <clears throat> because when you look at this when you look at this movie, who's telling her she's beautiful every day? <clears throat> He's not lying to her. I mean, from his perspective. One one thing the grandfather is telling her every day, you know, she's beautiful. You know I love you. You're beautiful on the inside and the outside. And I believe, honestly, like in his communications, even though he's very messed up, like the guy is messed up, like he's very troubled. I believe that based on, not only because it was his granddaughter, he really does. He really, he loves her. So he's trying to make sure that she has confidence in herself. So he's like her driving force, unbeknownst to the family, (coughs) excuse me, of encouraging her to be in the pageant. The messed up part about the film, what creates the moral breakdown, is that the the same grandfather is a troubled guy. How troubled? They honestly didn't know until you watched the whole film. Like, the guy got a lot of issues, actually. He has quite a bit. And for him to be a primary source, I would say linking them, linking to her, um, her inner confidence as a girl, perceptively, to me, it was kind of shocking to watch them go on that emotional ride because everything that he taught her was all the wrong things. But because she was a kid, she was absorbing it in all genuineness. You know, so it was all of what she learned from the person who was who was pleading to her in her heart of who she thought she wanted to be in an, in an instant. So in an instant, what she wanted to be and what she wanted to confirm that, that she was, was being communicated by this person. And you could see, almost it was like in a movie, you could watch the universe trying to not make it happen. Because they're traveling in a van all the way from one place to get to another place. And tragedies are just happening. And they're like, will you stop? But the thing is, is that it wasn't just about... Sometimes tragedies happen or setbacks happen, but it doesn't mean... That what the person is, or that the person is trying to do, is wrong. But in this particular instance, what you'll watch and you'll see is, it's not that what the person was trying to do was wrong. It was the key motivator. The main person who was trying to communicate how to be successful and how to get things done was not even the parents the whole time. And I think the parents thought 
that they had instilled enough in the daughter that when she got ready to make a demonstration of who she was, I think they thought it was going to be very different. And they were, and when you watch, if you ever seen that film, you'd see that they were shocked by who she actually was. But they had been, but she had kind of already been showing them, but, <clears throat> but they didn't really, they weren't picking up on it until she finally took the stage. When she took the stage, she showed them exactly, um, all that she had learned. Now, as a kid, as a kid in intelligences, to me, it's not the child's responsibility to be able to decide whether or not, based on all that they've learned in their, in the other information being shared, to me, it's not all of their responsibility to be able to tell whether or not they're right or wrong. But I could tell after a while, she knew she was wrong, but her grandfather hadn't instilled in her so much confidence and the family had used so much of their resource to make it happen that when she took the stage, she was in survival mode to, to win the pageant. And when you watch it, it it's a complete, um, this to me, I watched that, when I watched that film, it's how I feel about in certain, in certain levels of business. To me, it's some people are, they're completely mismatched for the business. Um, they're in the business. They're in the business. They have a strong affection for why they thought it was a good idea to be in the business. They were inspired by it. Um, to be in the business and the and the people who are making it happen for them may or may not have these levels of dysfunction and and sometimes all of the information that's being poured in you know because the kid wants to do this or the individual wants to do this all the information that's being poured in you have to watch it for what it is like it doesn't check it doesn't balance because <coughs> The kid is genius. What you'll see in the family is, is the American, okay. So in history, it's commonly communicated the American dream because it's real. It's the actual fact about American history. The American dream was attainable in certain time periods in the 19th century uh, consistently on and off of various levels of family, all in American history. So understand that the American dream is a real dream first. The American dream is a real dream. Not all people have experienced what the American dream is. Not all people understand exactly what happens in the American dream setting. I can't even say exactly if I know exactly in my personal experience 100% what the American dream feels like but I will say is that it is real. And aspects of people, um, there are various aspects where we as humans, sometimes we have experienced the normalcies that can take place 
in and around the American dream process by living in America, by being American. So the family is structured and is suffering a crisis of establishing their American dream and what they had of it, you're watching a movie, is slipping away from them from bad decision making. That's one movie I watched. And and to me it's like, okay, so after so it's a series of events, that's really what the film is. And then you have to ask yourself after you've watched the film, you know, and those instances you know that there are families that are like that, how do they rec- recover? You know, how do you recover from that? Do you recover from that at all? Who is the child now that they're grown? You know, surely they've learned from it, but what did they learn from it? Are they more or are they less of that? You know, because people, we, you know, people just grow up, right? People grow up. That's, that's all it is. Um... So to me, that film is 100% a film about misapplied genius. An entire family. Well, all the genius that they have, when they got ready to put it all together and they combined it, all the efforts were, all the majority of what took place was misapplied. So they, so they missed it. Um, the second film that I watched... And you know this may this will go this will probably go over into part into a part two. <coughs> Excuse me. It's also a um, is an honest is a very honest depiction of another level of genius that I've also seen in. I've seen this level of genius. I've also seen by living in the city of Detroit. But I was shocked to watch it another way from their perspective. Very shocked. Um, and you'll be able to, and if you go back in my podcast, I've spoken about this before earlier on, is that I've always had... Um, I, I, I researched economy, you know, I researched economy, and I've always understand, understood cultures and economy and the, and the circumstances, some of the circumstances that were always written in the history books. So in the history books on economy and in the history books of some places where their, their um, knowledge and resource is based on, uh, is structurally based on on another perception and I had spoken about this earlier because this particular country this particular film is called Slumdog Millionaire now now here's the thing for me right so in Slumdog Millionaire I remember when they released this movie now I remember when they released this movie because I well as as a, a person who was uh, who I had been collecting films and I was a film major 
um, also, well, I was trying to uh, major in film, um, when the movie, when they released the film, I had two different feelings, right, so, uh, like I said, I went to Northern, so for me, I went to Northern, which is on the north, north end side of Detroit, and it borders a city called Hamtramck. Now, not many years after I had gotten to Northern, well, actually not many months after I had gotten to Northern, um, a, a crisis happened in a couple of countries um, and they had an influx of refugees that um, were, they had to leave for where they were and they left from where they were into into Hamtramck, into Detroit. So in the film Slumdog Millionaire, when I when I had first seen the commercials for it, I guess the compassion that I have for the culture, and also having lived in Detroit in Hamtramck at a time when there was an influx of people who were refugees. They had survived something. Something happened. They had survived. And they all ran up into Detroit. A percentage of them were, you know, obviously granted uh, citizenship. And now, and so, um, like I said, my uh, perspective, compassion for the culture was I mean it was what it was but it was also I had been through my own things and was in a new environment myself so I was born and raised in southwest Detroit and I was sent to the north and I was sent to the north end which was a culture shock for me from southwest Detroit to the north end it was a culture shock and then not many months after being in a culture shock of me um, absorbing the environment in, in the North End, then I, then we had an influx of refugees um, from Bengali and Bangladesh. Now, I knew um, on economy, um, when I, you know, when I was meet, meeting and speaking with some of my classmates, I knew, you know, that it was important to be respectful to these people because um, you know, I understood the economy. I didn't, I understood that they have another issue. And the issue that they have is, um, some people, they understand hierarchies. Some people, they dislike the idea of hierarchies. Um, but it re- whether you like or dislike the idea of hierarchy has no bearing on individual intelligence and or what an individual uh, is able to or not able to accomplish. And I think the film focuses on the intelligences of a of, of individuals who where structurally their entire um, place for where they're from, it has no actual hierarchy. But I already knew that because I study economy and I researched consistently 
um, trying to get a trying to get a understanding of what it is. What is a caste system? Right. So, so for me, I did extensive amount of research because it was so far from. I had to sit down and I had to humble myself and read about a caste system because it wasn't necessarily an interest because I hadn't heard it before because I was so interested in economy. I only wanted to read about the other forms of successful of how do you build a success in economy through the hierarchy system, something I also could relate to, and then also in and around whether or not you wanted to use any of those abilities how do you still how are you still successful irregardless of using any of those um, abilities to be successful and so I finally watched the film and so when I watched Slumdog Millionaire what I saw was correct I mean what what I saw um, according to what I had read in the in the U.S. government history books, and in also other government books of what was actually being depicted, the normal everyday life of people in their culture, what I saw in the Slumdog Millionaire movie yesterday confirmed for me that that probably is very much so true. Because I was doing a considerable amount of research and trying to understand, well, then how does an individual become successful in a caste system. And that was what I was looking for when I was doing my personal research the whole time. Is how does a person become successful in a caste system? Because I could see how an individual could become successful in almost any other system. But in a caste system, I was like, how? And after a while, I realized that through observation and through paying attention to some people, I realized that it was, it still, it goes back to their intelligence. Um, their, their willingness to keep doing something again and again and again, even if people don't um, understand exactly what they're doing. It's not that they want to. It's just who they are. And um, when I was in in um, Detroit, uh, over by Hamtramck, I guess the of all of the people that I personally had met, who to me were an influx, who were a part of the refugees, who were an influx. I don't know if they were refugees or if they were already there. Um, who, who was successful already, not manipulating, but of all the young people that I had met of the culture, I could, I could say um, it was a young guy, uh, we were the same age, and we'd, we'd greet each other and we'd talk we talk every day, really. And his name was John Gear Ali. Some people may or may not know who that is. Jahan, Jahan Gear Ali. Um, 
Something like that. I think I was pronouncing it right. Jean-Gare. Ali. Anyway. Um, um, in that, in, in the particular instance of when I watched that film, I could kind of relate to in the communication style of what it is, the, uh, it's a, it's a certain way that a person is just trying to explain everyday life. You know, they're about as normal as they could be every day. And, um, and like I said, my life wasn't, wasn't absolutely, you know, I had been through my own stuff, so I was paving my success path through art. It was not, it was not something that, in my perspective, it was not negotiable. It always existed as a part of who I was as an individual. And I would meet people who had a similar communication style. They were not attempting to be. They were not trying to be something they already were. And so, <coughs> excuse me. I would say that this, you know, particular young man was, was that. Um, was he exactly like this kid? No, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know what all his actual abilities were now, but I do know of all the people that I met who were, who had higher levels of intelligence. Not all people that you meet have the ability after they've been through whatever it is that they've been through, um, to still be, uh, you know, to to a to a certain extent, just good-natured people. And every day, he had an upbeat personality, which was it was rare for the for the um, for the angle of the of the um, the way that they were positioned in the city of Detroit and in and around Detroit. <coughs> Excuse me. So, I mean, like I said, for me being in, for me being in that side, side of town, you know, I had a couple people that were positive every day. I had a couple people that were upbeat every day. It just so happened, and I had a couple people where they were from all over Detroit, but it just so happened he was like the one guy I can remember um, of the culture who every day, I mean, he was upbeat. He was 100%, you know, bopping around the school you know, handling his business. He wasn't trying to be more or less than what he was. Now, when I watched this film, Slumdog Millionaire, I saw that kind of just disposition in the kid because he just, I mean, what you see in the film from early on is it's a, it was a lustful life, like you see from the mother from the mother, from the parenting, irregardless of the environment, in the film, you see, it was a lust for life. So, you see at the beginning of the film, these kids are just, I mean, they hit the streets running. And all this fun, 
all this fun and, you know, joy in the world. Early on. But you always have that, you always have that factor, I feel like, irregardless of every culture, you can see the errors, even when people are kids, you can see the errors of how far you're going to be able to get doing that because there's a saying it's called running with the crowd and it's just a saying irregardless of any culture that it's not cliche it's an observation and see keep in mind the nature of the way that I um, it's more something that I'm observing too because that's something that I don't do naturally so it's not even that I'd be inspired to do, but running with the crowd is not something that I just don't do naturally. And I have friends and had a lot of friends, but we weren't necessarily, I would say that in that film, it gives you 100% the perspective view of what it's like to be an individual that runs with the crowd. Is it right or is it wrong? Is the person good or bad because they are in that environment it doesn't it doesn't say it's just circumstantial they were born at the time these were the kids this is what they were all were doing and then it's the factors it's the facts that present themselves in the child's mind in development and what they should do next and so to me, in this entire film, you're watching kids be um, exceptional problem solvers. But it seemed as if in the entire film, um, a lot of things presented themselves to be a problem. And the person, kid that was running the most like the kid that, I, I mean, he wasn't running the most, he was running in a film. It was two of them, ma- you know, matching each other in the in the level that they were running. I think one was just keeping the other one up. Is it wasn't that they were, the entire way that their life was going was, was, happens the entire way that their life was going happens in that route it's a certain path that um some people can find themselves in when they're running in that direction and i've always read it and so in the film what i thought was genius was what they did get exactly correct is when that happens, you'll always see individuals because you've met them. There's some individuals, they have the energy to keep it going, keep it going, keep it going, and keep it going. And then you'll see some where they, it's just the only way that they knew how to survive every day. So they're there committed to the survival every day 
but because of the nature of their intelligence, it's exhausting them from an entirely other other aspect. And so to me, the um, the lead in that film, what's his name, Patel, um, he does a very accurate um, depiction to me um, of, of just the exhaustion. Of, 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 it's like you're doing two jobs. He's doing two entirely different jobs. He's doing two entirely different world perspectives. So he's running double time for one result. Right? <clears throat> now, there's something about that, like, in, and you, you'd see him what he would be doing as you'd see him he'd be developing his prime he would be developing his his main way of establishing any normalcy after every instance of any happening that had happened you will see his mental strength of him establishing any normalcy um, back to himself. If there was any normalcy being given, he'd take it. And to me, that was the nature of his uh, intelligence because the energy that the people had, that all of the people had, it was the same through the entire place. Not all of the people is seen in the film understood how they got to be in the situations that they were in, but you could see some of them, they didn't know exactly how to escape it. They didn't know exactly how to get around, how to maneuver certain situations. They didn't know exactly what was or what was not happening to them in their own environment, in that place where he was from. And from the time he was a kid, he had, and he had interesting instinct, and not just an instinctive drive, but he had interesting problem-solving ability, and he will stay. To me, I think probably that was more inherited from his mother. Um, they didn't highlight her uh, disposition very long, but what they were trying to communicate was she was present. And to me, you could see him consistently trying to reach back and establish who he was as an individual and how he felt about certain things as a, and, and solidifying who he was and how he felt about certain things regardless. Like, in his mind, he would be gathering himself together to be successful, irregardless of the circumstance, and he would keep doing this again and again and again. And he kept chasing this image of a person who I think still was connected to a feeling of love. But it was first from the mother. 
so to me, I thought was interesting in the film was he kept chasing this feeling of love who was by the mother who he had lost and he kept chasing it in a girl. Um, and so, and so I'm just rounding this up, but, um, so when you look at the, when you look at the film to me, the film is exactly how I read the circumstances of the people to be. For some reason, watching it in a film, and um, it's it was it was accurate about how I had imagined it would be. Um, and then the things that can happen was about as accurate uh, because of the situation. And in the movie, like I said, he kept chasing this, he kept chasing two things. He wasn't chasing money because of the nature of who he really was. He was going to have that. Um... And he didn't know exactly when, which is why that was not what he was chasing. In the film, you'll see a du- you'll see a duality. He was running, and he was chasing. He was running from something all the time, and that was all the bad that could be happening, in and around him. And then he was chasing affections he kept looking for it he kept looking for love now the thing with love is there's a lot of people where even like in the even okay so I can't bring that up because I was going to mention another film but in the case of love irregardless of money Some people have never experienced it before. But in his situation, you can see in the film, he had from his mother's perspective. So he picked up on early on all of what his mother had done and he gathered it into himself early on. To me, his intelligence was he kept trying to explain he kept trying to share the love that he had with this figure he kept chasing, who was a girl. But she was running in another direction because she was always being chased by something. So it was like, it's like an unattainable figure. She was being chased, he was running, you know, and it's this, you know, communication. And to me, this is what I thought after watching the film was the intelligence in a film. It's, it is a part of the intelligences that people have. Is, is, 
when he would, he kept trying to, <clears throat> excuse me, protect, protect the figure, which was the girl, when he would catch her. When he would catch the figure, he kept trying to, it's almost as if, you know, it's almost as if you'd look and he'd be running, running, and he'd jump to grab the figure, to hug it, to hold on to it, and it's almost as if the figure would disappear from his grasp. And this was her. And so to me, I thought this was the intelligence of the film. The intelligence of the film was the desire for the love. He kept, he knew what it was when he saw it. But for whatever reason, it was still unattainable for him. And um, to me, this is a part of intelligences. Um, These are a part of the human things that make people up. The things that humans go through who are very intelligent. Um, and also the elements of how they choose to use their intelligence still to be successful. What aspects of, um, of the, of the, of their abilities that they have, that they choose to, um, continue to be successful despite the realities, you know, despite the realities, right? And, and so, if at any instance he had caught the figure, would he have, would he have really attained his worth, his value? He didn't know, but because he was still good at problem solving. He kept solving the problems he had always been solving and it just so happened it was lucrative for him. And to me those are the two films that I watched yesterday. And so like I said, I'm I uh, watched films for a number of different reasons. And, um, and, co- and constantly for me, um, I think that some of these uh, stories are very real, but they're very imagined. Um, and some of us, we've experienced enough to know that some, a- some, some aspects of the things that people experience, you have to acknowledge that some aspects of it is, is real and some aspects of it we just can't relate to. Some things we can't relate to, some things we absolutely cannot relate to in an instance. But when you can relate to some things or you can see it for for what it is, you have to acknowledge it. Because it's to me it's still a part of a combined uh success that an individual was trying to make sure that they would have, not because even they wanted it, it's almost as if they were running in a certain direction where when they started to get the, if this is their story, they were running in a certain direction. If when they started to get certain things right, they started running in a more right direction. And so because they started to run in a more right direction, 
the problem was further getting solved and they were able to get the rewards and the benefits for that. And so it's more cohesive as opposed to everything that uh, he worked for. It resulted in something for him. Um, but then, like I said, you know, you have other films where it's that same level of enthusiasm, it's that same level of commitment, it's that same level of combined effort. All of the people are all in, they're all headed into a certain direction, and when they get the opportunity, it's duds. And sometimes that happens. And so to me, it's like, I always watch films, you know. I always watch films for the perspective view, you know. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I gotta drink me some more tea and I gotta get some more sleep, but I just wanted to add that that's two films that I had watched. Hey, I, I, I used to love Siskel and Ebert. That used to be my show. A lot of people, I mean, you don't meet a lot of people that be talking about they watch Siskel and Ebert. I'd be running home. I'd be running home to catch Siskel and, and Ebert. Some of you all may or may not know who that is, um, but I certainly do, and I rarely missed an episode. Anyway, that's all I have for you today.